All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue from our, where we stopped um, the last time we met on, that was on the weekend when we did the first portion of this system. So we'll look at uh, medication for the nervous system. We earlier on talked about um, those medications that control conditions that arise from the nervous system. So those conditions we talked about, uh, they are the anxiety and trauma and the stressor-related conditions. Uh, we talked about those conditions. We talked about them. We talked about the, the sedatives, hypnotics, and angiolytics medications, where we talk basically about the benzodiazepines. Now, these drugs, we talked about the diazepine itself. We talked about the lorazepam, the oxazepam, and the clonazepam, these are drugs that fall under these uh, benzodiazepines. We also talk about the aprazolam, which is also a select, uh, which is also a prototype of this, this kind of medication. So now we're going to talk about um, depression, drugs that work on depressive disorders. Now, um, when we did SAC, we talk about depression, we talk about mood disorders, we talk about bipolar disorder. Now, when you look at this medication, these are drugs that you cannot um, separate from those conditions. So these depressive disorders medication, we look at them under um, depression as a condition. We look at them under, um, when we talk about under anxiety, we also use them in there. When we talk about mood disorders, we talking about a depressed, a depressive mood, all of this other four under there, we can discuss this condition with the, uh, in uh, in there with these medications. So the, the disorder that is the depressive disorder, um, it is the widespread problems and one of the leading causes. Of disability when it comes to mental condition or mental illness. Um, clients who have this disorder, that is the major depressive disorders, these clients can require or will always require to be hospitalized because these are symptoms that are, they might experience that might put them at risk for so many harm, either to, either to themselves or to others or they cannot do anything in the environment. So in that case, they pose threat to themselves, to the, to the environment, and to so many different categories. So in that case, they need to be hospitalized when they have the major depressive disorders. Now, under here, they're going to have this suicidal ideation. So what we can do is to administer this antidepressant that we're about to talk about. Now, this antidepressant medication they are classified into five main groups. Now, these are important points I want to, to remove very well. The, the antidepressant, when you hear the, the medication antidepressant, the antidepressant, um, they are classified into five groups of antidepressant. They have five group, groups of antidepressant. Now, these five groups, we have to understand them and know the function of this five group of antidepressants separately to make it 
to make it easier for us, we had to do that. Now, in this, uh, in this, uh, among these groups, we have the SSRI. That's number one. We have the SSRIs. They are the first group of medication. The SSRIs. Now, then we have this is this means the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Now. When we were doing those hormones in med search under uh, those conditions, we talk about this SSRI, we talk about the function of serotonin. Serotonin is a hormone produced in the body, serotonin. Now, you will not understand the function of this medication unless you know the function of this hormone called serotonin. So I want you to go back, define serotonin in your book, Look at it on, on Google and understand what's the function of this particular hormone. Then you'll understand what is what is meant by when they say reuptake inhibitors. We also define for you under here inhibitors. What's the meaning of inhibitors? We will look out for you also what is the meaning of antagonist and agonist. Those definitions are what will give you an added meaning or an added advantage in understanding these medication classes. Now we have I don't know what we call the serotonin non-epinephrine reuptake inhibitors. We call it the serotonin non-epinephrine reuptake inhibitors, the SNRIs. This is another group of the antidepressant. Then we have the third one. The third one, the third one is referred to as we have the atypical antidepressant. Atypical antidepressant are the third group of antidepressants that we want to talk about under here. Then the fourth one we have, we have uh, what we call the tricyclic antidepressant, the TCAs. The tricyclic antidepressant, the TCA, is another group. Then we have the last group of drugs we call in the one, the MILES, the monoamine oxidase inhibitor, or oxidase inhibitors, the MILES. These are the five categories of antidepressants that we we'll talk about in, in medicine or in nursing. Now, we, we have to look at this group of medications. Look at what are the SSRI, the SNRIs, the, 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 the ADS, or the TCAs, and the MAOIs. We have to ask them one at a time. Take your drugs book, go to Google, understand the function of the hormones in here. Understand the class of drugs that fall under what is their so purpose or what are their purposes that uh, when I say antidepressant, what they have in common. You understand that now. Let's look at them. Uh, in, uh, let's look at them. Now, the first one is the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. The SSRI is the first one I will look at under here. The SSRIs. Now, there are things under here that are unique to SSRIs that are not unique to other drugs class or other drug classes under the antidepressant. They are all one antidepressant. There are five classes. Under the SSRIs, um, these drugs, they block the reuptake of monoamines neurotransmitters. Now, because monoamines neurotransmitter when they are released into the bloodstream they will cause depression they cause dormancy 
They make you to feel tired. They make you to feel depressed. So when you hear the inhibitors, so this is our art. They come in. They counteract to the function. They counteract the function of monoamines. So by counteracting the functions of monoamines in the brain, it will make us to get lower. Our, that is, monoamine will become lower in our body, thus by reducing depression in our in in our head or in our body. That's what happened in short. Now, these drugs are considered the first line of treatments for depression. They are the first line of treatment for depression. This medication, this is alright. So the first time a client sort of have depressive disorder or depressive mood, what comes to mind for is will be the one the SSRIs will be the first line of treatment. Under this medication, there we have the sertraline, the paraxactine. These are all drugs that fall in. You have the sertraline, the sertraline. You have the paraxactine. Now these are drugs that function. It makes you to go to depression. Like for this medication, the paraxactine, I remember back in the days when someone is going to present and the person has phobia, the person has this social phobia, they will take paraxactine to reduce the anxiety to go and talk in public. This is how these drugs work. So we have to know them and understand what they are. You have the paraxactine, you have the citalopram, you have the escitalopram, you have the flovozagnin, uh, and you have the vocio, the the vociozactine is V R O T. Sorry, it's V O R T I O X E T I N E. Now we have to understand the function of these drugs one by one. Not everything in the book pertaining to this medication, but just the most important thing: the class under which it falls, um, the function, the adverse effects, and some other black box warning. For these drugs, that is um, that is just the most important thing we look at on this medication. Then, these drugs or these kinds of drugs, this kind of medication, this is our eyes. They can treat um, major depression. They can treat OCD condition, obsessive compulsive disorders. Um, they can treat bulimia nervosa. This group of drug treats bulimia. Bulimia nervosa. It treats bulimia nervosa. This eating disorder. Then it also treats panic disorder. Panic disorder is treated by this. This is our eyes. Um, it also treats post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, PTSD. It treats general anxiety. Just I guess said or somebody is going to present and they have this anxiety. They have this phobia. We can administer paraxactine, which is an SSRI, to counteract their phobia. That's how these drugs function. These drugs have fewer complications. Those complications include one, they have sexual dysfunction. Uh, they have complications. Under here, they have what? Sexual dysfunction. They have it in here, that's one. Now, under here, um, they claim. Uh, the client will have what we call a knock. Uh, they will have impotence. The client will kind of can have impotence. The client can have decreased libido. The client will have decreased sexual appetite. That's what they call decreased libido. Uh, libidos. 
um, in this case, these are possible adverse effects of the drugs. When it is noted, the nurse must alert the HCPO. The client must alert the nurse that the nurse alert the HCPO that the client is having adverse effect. Adverse effect are the undesired effect of the drugs that the client does not want, that we do not want, that could be life-threatening in some instances. Now, uh, then we'll go ahead and uh, look at, um, in this case, ways to manage this is from include, like, we lower the dose. When a client is on this medication and they are having decreased libido, the best way to manage it is to what? To decrease the dose. The anchor, the anchor is going to ask you, a client is on sertraline, and the client is the client wife has complained that he is not he has not been up to expected standard standard since he fell ill for the past three months. Uh, what would the nurse do in this case? A or what or which option is the best option? In that option, the doctor must lower the client dose of one of that sexual because if you lower the dose, the client will pick up their sexual appetite and they will function normally. Or close to normal compared to their pre-sickness uh, status. Now, also in this case, um, this continuing the medication temporarily, which we call medication holiday. So, drugs holiday is when you have mass holiday. It simply means the client is on a medication for a longer period of time. This drug is causing the client some problem. So, we might. So we might come in and put in some days that the client wouldn't take the medication. Is that what we call drugs holiday? So we got to put drugs holiday in between for the client to have to get a function with his wife normally, so that the wife can feel satisfied because it is their home affair. In nursing, we handle things holistically, so that is part of our teamwork as a nurse or as nurses. Now, also a tip down. The atypical antidepressants such as the bupropion has fewer section dysfunction adverse effects. Now, we talk about uh, bupropion. This medication uh, is also antidepressant, but it is an atypical antidepressant. In this drug, has a lower or side effect when it comes to what sexual dysfunction. So, in they are saying this. If the client is having this particular cellular dysfunction, the doctor could change the drugs from some of the other ones and turn to what this atypical antidepressant so that it can reduce the client, so that it can increase the client living dose. That's what it says, it, it's saying in short. Then we have um, another, another, uh, another, another complication under here is CNS stimulation. CNS um, it causes CNS stimulation. This will, will cause the client to have insomnia. The client will have agitation. The client will have um, anxiety. When the client has drop for a longer time and in the higher doses, this thing will come with the client. We should avoid caffeine when the client is on this medication. Avoid caffeine when the client is on this drug. Caffeine include teas. T-E-A, T-E-A is tea. This contains caffeine. Now, every tea, according to the English, contain contain caffeine. 
Don't say there are some tea that do not have caffeine. Yes, I agree, but according to the ink level, yes, when you see the word tea, meaning it has caffeine, it do not be careful. Oh, yeah, okay. I have the other tea. Ginger tea does not contain caffeine. As far as the ink is concerned, tea as a whole, when you hear the word tea, it means it contains caffeine. Tea and every other coke products and other things that is it's not it, it is not said to be decaffeinated, it contains caffeine. So let's understand that. Only here we have weight changes. The client will also have weight changes when the client has when the client is on this SSRIs. In this case, the client is going to have a seizure. The client can have confusion, delirium. Uh, I'm sorry. The client is going to have weight loss. Only here they will have weight loss when they when they are on SSRI. Now there are some anti-psychotic drugs. And the client will have weight gain, but for the SSRI, the client can have weight changes. The most they're going to have weight loss when they are on this serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They might, they're going to have weight loss in many cases. So weight loss is uh, uh, one of the complications the client going to have when the client is on SSRIs. So let's let's remember from that point. Then the client might show serotonin syndrome. The client might show what we call another complication is what we call the serotonin serotonin syndrome. The client will have serotonin syndrome. It's a deadly adverse reaction or complication that we don't want. It's very deadly. The client will have confusion. The client will have agitation. The client will have restlessness. The client will have uh, poor appetite. The client will have weight loss. The client is going to have um, seizure. If those previous or those early signs and symptoms are not managed, the client is going to die with the with the, with the client might end up uh, the client death will occur. The client can have diaphoresis, they will have hyperreflexia, the client is going to have fever, the client will have um, uh, incoordination or things. If these symptoms are not managed, the client might pass out. When the client ever have this symptom I'm talking about, this are symptoms that you want to remove for your ankles. That when the when the ankles when the question says that uh, the client is on uh, parazactin, or the client is on central line, or the client is on any other medication, and the client presents the following symptom, what would the nurse do? Those symptoms will include what I just named: confusion, agitation, anxiety. Um, uh, the client having seizure, just when those are symptoms of serotonin syndrome. So you got to pick them up faster and then these symptoms are complication of the medication. So in that case, you got to pick the best management. The management for this condition, in, for this particular uh, complication include one, the client is going to have, you have the client to observe the symptoms. If any of these symptoms occur, Tell the client to notify the doctor immediately. This symptom is going to occur. If any other occur, the client must must contact the doctor, the provider immediately. Start symptomatic treatment to create at least a receptor blockade and muscle regenerator to cool the client down. So you get the client anticonvulsant, and, and the client should be on artificial ventilation because the client will have low breath rates. The client will have the client will be rigid. So just that thing go on. You provide the client cooling blanket. 
the client put on them to cool them in order to regulate their body temperature. These are things that are going to happen. Now, worst of all, then we have the withdrawal syndrome. Withdrawal syndrome, if the client ever on this medication and the client is having withdrawal syndrome, the client can result in headache, nausea, visual disturbance, poor appetite, and the client can have tremors. These are symptoms of serotonin withdrawal when the client is on this medication and the client is delivering, the client will have this symptom. So in this case, we do not move the client from this medication abruptly. We taper the dose of the drugs from high to lower to the lowest dose. Before we can watch DC, we do not just DC the client from under this If we do that, the client will have serotonin withdrawal syndrome, which I just talked about just now. Those those symptoms I just called. So we need to be careful on it. When you're on these drugs, you can also have hyponatremia. So the client should have increase in their sodium intake when the client is on serotonin. The client can have rackets on the skin. The client will need those antihistamines to counteract those skin ratchets. The client will need those, well, like, like the bending drills. The client will need them to help to what counteract to the to the rather the client having on the skin. The client might have the client might faint. They might be sleepless. They might have lightheadedness due to the drugs. They might have some abdominal discomfort when they climb on this medication. The client might have what we call um what we call bruxism. The teeth will be grounding, they'll be chewing their teeth. They will have that when the client has this condition. Um, so this medication is contraindicated in pregnancy category C. Pregnancy category C. This drug is contraindicated in this particular pregnancy category. So whenever this drug is being, when you see the drug in the end class, it's a formal category C pregnancy or pregnancy categorization of medication. This medication are contraindicated in clients who are taking MAOs, MAOs, MAOIs, and TCAs. Meaning they are they cannot be on these drugs and take monoamines. Uh, oxidase uh, inhibitor medication or the tricyclic antidepressant. They cannot be on this SSRI and take these drugs because these drugs are also antidepressants that will depress, uh, that, that will cause, uh, that will counteract a depressive, uh, a depressive uh, or, or, or depression of the brain. So in that case, we cannot take these drugs and monoamines and TCA together at the same time. It is contraindicated. So, um, it can cause cardiac problem, it can cause seizure, it can cause diabetes mental, or they can also cause also, it can cause GI bleeding. So the client cannot take this drugs when the client on the SSRI. The client cannot also take St. John's Wort. St. John's Wort is a herbal medication. This St. John's Wort increases the risk of serotonin syndrome. So if the client is on syndrome wards, the client cannot take those medications. The important is this is the truth. So syndrome wards can increase the effect of the, the, the risk of encountering serotonin syndrome in the client. So the client cannot take syndrome wards. These are endless questions. If you look in your book, you have those herbal drugs medication in there. Look at the herbal drugs. You have the Jingle, Bilbao, 
you have the ginger, you have the garlic, all those drugs, there are other drugs that, 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 that they do not go with. So look at, look in your book and compare it and look at it and really read it and know them. Um, these drugs also, fluoxetine can displace warfarin. So when you're on fluoxetine, which is also on SSRIs, and you own warfarin, the blood thinner medication, um, a bond protein and resulting increase of our level. So when you are on this medic when you are on these drugs, you own fluoxetine, um, this medication, and it's not if you own warfarin, um, these drugs will increase the effect of warfarin, meaning it will make the blood it makes the blood thinner. So we don't take them when we are on blood medication. Um, we also have lithium. Now, lithium can be increased or decreased by the use of this medication. Lithium, we don't take lithium along with these SSRIs. They might either increase or decrease the function or the therapeutic effect of lithium. So we should remember it very well. Then we have um, also fluoroxetine suppresses platelet aggregation and it also increases the risk of bleeding when they are used with anticoagulant and also used with NSAID drugs. So we don't use fluoroxetine with aspirin, which is which is uh, an anti uh, aspirin or warfarin or come on, these are blood thinner. We don't use this medication with blood thinner. They're going to cause uh, bleeding disorder. So we don't so we don't do that. So we remember these things. We understand how they function. Any question? So the the serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. You have example like uh, the Desvela vaccine. Dense is the dense example. The dense Velex vaccine is example of the SNRIs. Another one is the Dulozectine. Dulozectine are all example of the SNRIs. Now, for this medication, um, they, they can treat mega depressions, they treat general life anxiety disorder, they treat panic disorder, they treat pains due to fibromyalgia. So they treat pains due to fibromyalgia, like muscle pains. So um, they treat these pains. When you on, when you have these pains, we give these uh, SNRIs to treat it. So in a pain due to fibromyalgia, we can give the clients or those individuals can give them this particular SNRIs medication. Um, like that goes really like this. Uh, Dulozectine. We always give in the case of fibromyalgia to clients who have muscle pains. Due, due to that, um, this medication. What about them? They can cause headache as complication. They can cause hypertension. They can cause tachycardia as complication for this medication. Um, they can also cause withdrawal syndrome if they are withdrawn abruptly. So in the end class, this SSRI's medication withdraw them little by little with 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 taper the withdrawal. We don't just dissipate it abruptly, they will cause serious problem for the client, which is the 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 the, the, the withdrawal uh, 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 syndrome. Um when you're on this medication, it's a risk 
for suicide in children and adolescents. When a client on this drugs, the client stands the risk of committing suicide on these medications. Um, so in that case, the children should be monitored closely. The client can also have sexual dysfunction. The client gonna have the what we call anog uh, the anorgasmia. They will have anorgasmia. They will have decreased libido. They will have impotence. They will have menstrual changes for the females when they are on the selective norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. They will have those problems. Now, um, we want to always provide sexual education for the client, the client fam and the client family. One of the client closer if the client is having all these uh all these uh, uh processor problem, want to go in and lower the dose or change the medication if the client has that and that's and there are other kind of drugs that we can come in and change for the client to help the client. Um the client can also experience serotonin or uh, serotonin syndrome if the client uh if it is if, if it is um given in high doses and the client is having too much in the body, the client can have those symptoms I'm talking about. We're talking about serotonin syndrome, we're talking about the confusion, the agitation, the, uh, we're talking about the, the seizure and death if it is not managed. Um, then we're talking about the, this medication, like I said, um, they can cause neurotic malignant syndrome. They cause neurotic malignant syndrome if they are taking along with miles, the monoamines, oxidase inhibitors, if you ever give them with this medication, they're going to cause some serious adverse effects or some serious complication, which is referred to as the neurolithic malignant syndrome. It's also going to cause um, bleeding, risk of bleeding, if you give them with anti with anticoagulant or NSAID medication, like ibuprofen and other things. Those are NSAID drugs when they are administered with these SNRIs, they can cause serious risk of or bleeding. Um, alcohol, you do not serve a lot of alcohol. If you ever get a job smart taking alcohol, it will increase the risk for CNS problem. So we do not serve a lot of alcohol. Then we have other herbal treatments like the, like the uh, Cava. Cava, Valerin will increase the risk of CNS depression with the medication. And we do not serve a lot of St. John's Wort. It will increase the risk of serotonin syndrome or whoever said this drugs with St. John's word. Just so you know. Then we look at um, the third drugs that fall under this group of medication, which will be the TCA. Um, under here, I'm sorry, the the interlegal ones, not 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 the TCA. So the third one will be the atypical antidepressant. The term will be the atypical, the atypical antidepressant. Now, these medications, um, they are drugs that also treat depression. Um, for these medications, um, you have they have the first one is the bupropion. Bupropion it has a lower side effect when it comes to sexual dysfunction. This drugs, bupropion, it acts, it acts by inhibiting norepinephrine and dopamine uptake. Now, dopamine is not good in high amount. In, in, in high amount, if it ever gets higher than, than, than the normal level, it can cause the client to have depression.
So that's why when we gave this, if people got antipsychotic, uh, antidepressant medication, they lowered the dopamine and the norepinephrine reuptake. Dopamine, norepinephrine, those are all neurochemicals in the brain. Now, those chemicals in the brain, but right, like I said one time to certain group, I said these are neurochemicals. So this is how they appear in our brain. You're going to see them like this in our brain um, during normal conditions. That's how they are going to be in our brain. Now, what makes them unique is they're going to be at equilibrium. So let's say this is sadness. This can cause sadness. This can cause happiness. This can cause sleep. Um, this can cause you to have emotion. Now, when we are normal, like you myself, not consider you myself as people who are normal. When you drive me and you saw an accident occur, what happens to you? You say, oh my God. That feeling of saying, oh my God, a neurochemical has gotten a communication that indeed something sad has been seen or heard. So the body will produce that particular chemical to put the body in the sad mood. Sometimes when something happens that is sad, you feel full. You don't want to eat. Now it is due to these neurochemicals. So in that case, this will go up high and you will have the sadness that will overtake this happiness, the sleep and the emotions you're going to have. Sometimes the emotion and the sadness will go up together. Now, after a few times, or like you, you and your husband have confusion and he, he told you that, was, that did not please you, you're going to be sad. Then he went to work, he came out next day, he said, oh babe, I'm so sorry, um, I'm going to get you a ticket for to go to Florida or for to go to Miami for the weekend. That's my way of saying sorry to, to you. What happened next? That sadness will drop. What happened? Your happiness level will go up, meaning you are normal. So that's why our mood, we have mood. So our mood is like a pendulum. This is the clock right here. The clock is at now. The pendulum can can swing between good and bad. This is good, this is bad. So, so when someone does good, you feel happy. When someone does bad, you feel sad. So our pendulum fluctuates between good and bad level throughout the day. Some people in the morning, the, when they wake up from bed, they feel sad. Some people, as the sun comes out, what happens? They feel energized and they feel happy. Now, that is our normal mood. Now, when you get ill, when you become ill, in mental health, these neurochemicals, they become completely opposite. So sometimes this happiness will not be there anymore. It will come as low as this level. So your sadness, your sleep will drop. So you're not having emotion and the sadness up. And these two things are caused by the dopamine and the, uh, the dopamine and the uh, norepinephrine, the norepinephrine. Now, so in this case, when we take this atypical antidepressant, this medication, what this drug will do is, this drug will come in and work against those neurochemicals that will cause it to be increased. So, you, so this drug will block the reuptake of serotonin, uh, and, and, and dopamine in here. So when the, the reuptake of dopamine and serotonin are lowered, then our emotion, our sadness will not increase. 
then our, our happiness will increase gradually to this level. Then we'll regain our consciousness, we'll regain our state of good mind. But until then, when these new chemicals are being played with or they are being altered, that's the real world alteration in this in these new chemicals is caused by the imbalances among these among the other chemicals that we talk about. But that's what happened to our entire body. So this medication or this group of drugs, we call the atypical antidepressant, they work by inhibiting the norepinephrine and dopamine uptake. It is referred to as the norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitors. That's how we call this medication, the atypical antidepressant. They are called the dopamine norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. These drugs, we have example, you have the tracidone. So when you, when you, when you, when you hear the drugs tracidone, tracidone is, uh, tracidone is an example of antidepressant. That's what it is. Now this, this, now this drug I'm putting here, they are the, the most widely used drug on it. That's what I'm making. So you have to look at them and know what they are and those level things that put them. Then you also have another drug called the Rebozactine, Rebozactine, another drug that fall under here. Another one is the um, Mertazepine, Mertazepine. These are all drugs that fall under the atypical antidepressant. You got to look at this medication and know them and understand something about them. Then this medication, we said, they can treat depression. They can, they can be used as an alternative when the client is not responding to SSRIs or SNRIs, we can use the atypical medications. Then, these drugs can aid for smoking cessation. When the client is a smoker and want to stop smoking, the, the client can take this medication, the, the atypical antidepressant. They can take these drugs to, uh, to substitute the appetite for smoking. These drugs also can treat attention Deficit disorder, ADD. They can treat ADD with these medications. And um, these drugs have complications such as headache, dry mouth. Now, when, when a drug has dry mouth as complication, the, the client must increase the fluid intake. The client must suck on hard candies. The client must chew sugarless gums. Those are nursing medicine that, 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 that are applied to all other drugs. And the client will have dry mouth. So when one is applied to one area, it is adequate to all other areas of the same side effect or the same adverse effect. Now, under here, um, the client can have seizure, the client can have weight problem, they can have nausea, vomiting, weight loss, and other things. This drug is contraindicated in category C of pregnancy. I'm sorry, category B. Category B pregnancy. There were a four-honor category B of pregnancy. Now, when you read the book, when you see the drug, all drugs will not have this category. But the one that will have it, remember it well. And if those ones are popular drugs, remember for the endless. Then we have um, all these drugs. We 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 also have the interaction. Um, it is contract to get these drugs with monoamines, oxidase inhibitors, the MAOIs. We don't serve them together. It is contraindicated to serve these drugs with um, other drugs like um, 
you have other you have you, you, you have other SSRIs. You can't do that. So those are other things that those are things that I want to look at for this medication. Um, for the tracidone, this drugs moderate or there is a moderate is is a moderate drugs that blocks serotonin level in the body. That's why it is widely used in the mental hospital around the U.S. Tracidone. Um, it allows more children to be available for impulse transmission. It is not very rigid because despite the body, despite the body is trying to lower the level of serotonin, is also the body also needs the body needs serotonin to function on so many things. Sleep and other things are controlled by the chemical neurochemical serotonin. So this drug will function make it, it will prevent depression at the same time it will allow the body to use portion of the neurochemicals serotonin that's why it is important to get the drugs it's one of the widely used or most common medication you're going to think about among these atypical antidepressants the tricidone so please look look them up then we have the tcas the tcas are the tricyclic antidepressant i just love them for some reason Called the tricyclic, the tricyclic antidepressant. They are called a TCA. For some reason, I love their names. Um, this medication, um, you there you have the um, just like all uh, the doxepins, you have the uh, nortriptyline. We also have a tool that I used to love so much the amitriptyline. Amitrip Telling falls within this category of medication. This, these are all under the So you have the doxepin, um, doxepin. This amitriptyline. You have the clomipramines. You have the amozapines. These are all drugs that fall under here. Now it is important that we look at this medication, look at them, and know what they can do as a class of drugs. The TCAs. Now for this TCAs medication. Um, the, these drugs they block the reuptake of norepinephrine and serotonin to create the antidepressant effect in the brain. That's how they function. These drugs, it when you start taking this medication, it does not it can work right away. It takes at least four to eight weeks. The angel will always say a client is on amitriptyline, and the client has been on the drug for the past two weeks. And the client is reporting that the drugs is not working to the, the client is reporting to the nurse that the drug is not working. What would the nurse do? In this case, the nurse must tell the client this drug does not start to work until after four to six weeks. So it will start to work, but the work that is done by this medication or this drugs on this class, the work is done gradually. It starts to work gradually. So let's give it more time and let's see if it's going to work. These are responses by the nurses or by the nurse who taking the anger to the client who came with a complaint. These drugs can also treat uh, neuropathic pains, fibromyalgia, like a strong headache. I remember when I used to have strong headache. I used to take this medication. This I'm I'm treating. It's very good for headache. Then we also have like a it treat anxiety. They treat OCD where the client cannot sleep, where the client is having insomnia, they can take this particular this medical medication. When the client is having anorexis, the client is having ADD, 
or ADHD, the client can take this medication. This, this medication. It has some other complications, like uh, it has, uh, what we call, autostatic hypotension. So that means when you on this medication, it lowers the BP. So when you are standing from sitting position, you can stand abruptly. Because if you do that, you will fall. Because your eyes will get dark and your eyes will turn, or your feet dizzy and you fall. So with this medication, that that it causes um, autostatic hypotension. The client must wash up when they are lying on the stand up, and they must wash when they are sitting to stand up. They got to get time to wake up from bed or to stand up from a sitting position. These are things the client must observe before engaging in standing up while on this medication. This drug has a causes what we call the anti-cholinergic effect. The TCAs, it causes anti-cholinergic cholinergic um, effect. Now, this effect includes the dry mouth. The client will have, I want you to look at these things well. Remember this particular effect on this, about this medication. This is one of the drugs that comes in the ankles a lot. So I beg you, please look at them with your two eyes. Even if you have three eyes, look at the TCAs. The TCAs, the monoamines, the SSRIs, these are just the end level really love because these drugs they have so many complications. That's why I'm taking my time to look at them. These drugs how call the coordinated effect. Now, this effect include you have dry mouth, it can cause dry, it causes blurred vision. Um one, two, dry mouth. Um, it causes um constipation, constipation. It causes um, tachycardia, fast heart rate. This drug causes lasted urinary retention. It causes urinary retention or urinary hesitancy. That's what it does. These are what we call anti-cognitive effect of the TCA medication. It makes the eye get blur. It makes the mouth get dry. It causes the GI to become now. There are other drugs that we call anti-cholinergic drugs. There are other drugs, we call them the same name. This name you see here, the anti-cholinergic, there is another kind of drugs that we call the anti-cholinergic. When a client is traveling on the sea, and a client, you want to see for a longer time, wearing the sea, the sin from the, from the ocean, or make it a throw up, you take this medication. When you are going for eye surgery and the ice is so liquidated, you take these drugs to create dryness in the eye. So just remember, this drugs class will cause the body mucus to become dry. So when your body becomes dry, you become constipated. That's why, because fluid move the bowel. So the effect of these things you see as they are covered by this particular anti effect. So let's remember from that point. So these are the effect that we call the anti effect of the TCA, the trisacrid antidepressant medication. Now, these medications, um, so in that case, the client must be educated how to solve this anti effect problem. One, if the client has a dry mouth, the client must chew sugarless gum. Gum that does not contain sugar. If you continue, if you chew sugar gum, gum, you'll get tested and tested more. 
And the client should also sip water when they are feeling thirsty. The client should wear sunglasses outdoor for the blood vision. The client must eat food that are high in fibers for the for the constipation. And the client must increase fluid intake at least two to three liter for the, the diabetes. And the client must also void just before taking the medication because this just can cause what? Urinary retention or urinary hesitancy. Now, if you listen to what I just said, all these effects are listed of treatment for each one of them. Blood vision, you wear sunglasses. Dry mouth, you sip water or you, you chew sugarless gum. Constipation, you eat high fiber diet. Tachycardia, the client must make sure that uh, do the client BP and report any fast heart rate that is observed. For the urinary retention or urinary urgency or, 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 or urinary hesitancy, the client must void before they take the medication or else they'll have these problems. Then the client can have sedation. The client will be sedated from this medication. The client should take it only at their time. Um, the client it also has a toxic effect, meaning we should monitor the, the when clients on any of these drugs, we should monitor the drugs, serum, the blood serum level. If it's more than what we expect, we should report because this drug can cause what toxic effect. It cause the drug can cause a decreased seizure threshold. So in that case, we should monitor the client who have we should monitor the client on these drugs for any seizure disorder. Then this drug can cause excessive sweating, which is called diaphoresis. In this case, the client must increase their fluid intake and the client must change their bedding or their leaning frequently. This drug is contraindicated, uh, is a risk in pregnancy category C. This medication, um, client, the client will have increased risk of suicidal thoughts. Um, among them, the amoxas. The, the amoxapine, the amoxapine is linked with what we call tardive dyskinesia, tardive, um, look at this, this word, tardive, T-A-R-D-I-V-E, tardive dyskinesia. So this medication can cause tardive dyskinesia, the amox, the amoxapine. It causes tardive dyskinesia. It's, a, it, it, it's one of the uh, problems that these uh, antipsychotic drugs can cause for a client who is on them for a longer period of time. Um, so these are things the client must look up for for this medication. This drug cannot be used with syndrome warts or with NAOIs. They will they will it will lead to serotonin syndrome. This drugs. Antihistamines and antagonistic agents have additive, and uh, when you add to this medication, it might cause the antagonistic effect that we do not want for this medication. This drug, it increases the effect of epinephrine, dopamine, because of the uptake in the nerve terminal that will block, that is blocked by the TCA. So you don't, so you should, let's should monitor for that. This drug can decrease the effect of ephedrine Amphetamines because of its nerve pathway. So these are drugs you look out for when you are on the TCA medication. Alcohol, benzodiazepines, 
opal medication or antihistamines all this just can cause a complete cns depression when you are on those what i just talked about what i just named when you are on the tca taking those drugs like i talk about the alcohol and other things they can cause severe cns depression um these are things about this medication so any question the monoamines oxidase inhibitors these drugs example you have here you have uh like uh the aso carbo the aso carboxyzy so the aso carboxyzy is the uh aso carboxyzy now these medications there are so many types um you have another one we call the this uh this we have another one we refer to as the selegiline, this selegiline or selegiline. These are drugs you want to look out for. They fall under the MAOIs. Now, these medications, um, they function by blocking MAO in the brain, the monoamines oxidase in the brain. That's how these drugs function. When that is blocked, um, this can increase the amount of norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, thiamine, transmission that will cause our impulses to run normally. These drugs, their therapeutic effect is not felt immediately. It takes a longer time. But the TCA takes longer time compared to the MAOIs. This will take almost two to four weeks while TCA takes four to eight which to start a therapeutic effect this drugs this class of drugs can treat bulimia nervosa this kind of drugs can also treat depression panic disorders general anxiety disorders ocd ptsd and other things can be treated by this group of medication this drugs can cause cns cns stimulation it can cause Autostatic hypertension, it can cause hypertensive crisis, it causes severe hypertension, it causes headache, nausea, increased heart rate, or tachycardia, and it causes increased blood pressure. Now, it causes increased BP at the same time, it causes autostatic hypertension. A client can have a high BP. Of 300 over 110, and the client still have what we call autototic hypotension. The client might have this, the more the client woke up from bed, the client stay on his or her feet, it will drop to 90 over 60, and the client I will swing, the client will fall. So that's why the client can have hard people, the client must take time to walk, to stand up or to wake up from lying position to prevent the autototic hypotension. These medications under here, they can cause local rashes um, because it also comes in transdermal prep. So they have the one that comes in, trans, in transdermal uh, operation. Those one can cause rashes. Um, so in this case, this MAO, this medication under here, the four implemented category C for this medication. Um, we've talked about this. 
Category pregnancy we talk about a lot. Category A, B, C, category D, category X. We've talked about them a lot. If you don't know it, look at it and know the category what we're talking about. We're talking about the meaning. How can it be a minister? What happens when you're pregnant? It's not talking about what category of pregnancy you can get the medication in. Or it's talking about like um how it has been tested. What they have been tested on, what are, what are, what are, what are the human evidence that uh, these drugs have been tested and it is safe that can be administered in pregnancy. That's why a minimum of category, but every category has different levels. So look at them, look them up, and you'll know what they are exactly. Now, this medication also, um, they are contraindicated in clients taking SSRIs and those who have pheochromosactoma. If the client has pheochromocytoma, the client cannot take this medication. This condition is in your book. It's in uh, it's under the medical section in the Sundance book. Look it up and know what they are. When you are reading the when you are reading your book, you see any any strange word. What is a disease condition? What is a sign and symptom? Make sure and define it and know what it is. Now, then we have um but these drugs, you do not take it with TCA. Use cautiously in clients who have diabetes mellitus because these drugs can increase blood sugar level. These drugs should be given with caution with clients who have seizure because we said these drugs can cause seizure as complication. Example of that is when we talk about serotonin, syndrome which we talk about seizure if it is not given if it is not given with caution so these are drugs um these drugs can interact with ephedrine amphetamines which can promote the release of norepinephrine which can cause a high or which can cause a hypertensive crisis if they are given with ephedrine and amphetamines these drugs can also cause hypertensive crisis when we are using our what the tricyclic antidepressant. We do not give this drug with any other kind of drugs in this group among the five kinds of medication. This drugs, when we use it concurrently with vasopressins, it can cause hypertension. That means this drugs cannot be served to client or client who own this medication cannot take caffeine. Because caffeine will cause it to give the client hypertensive crisis, which is dangerous for the client. So these drugs should be, should be taken along with caution when the client on this medication. Any questions so far on this class of drugs?